This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds. Allow me to spend some time with you discussing pets, pet care, and everything in between. Today's Pet Sounds I call, There Are Emergency Calls and Then There Are Emergency Calls. Before a central emergency hospital was established by veterinarians in the Bangor area, I shared emergency calls with the veterinarian in Searsport, the town next door. I would be on call and cover both our practices on Mondays and Wednesdays, and he would cover Tuesdays and Thursdays. We would alternate weekends that ran from Friday 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. on Monday. We alternated holidays. It was better than nothing, but it was still pretty stressful and at times very tiring. Showing up for work at 8 a.m., ready to perform surgeries and see office calls after a late night call made for a long, exhausting day. On Memorial Day weekend, when I was on call, I saw 17 emergencies. It seemed like as soon as I got home, I had to turn around and head for the vet clinic again. I tried cutting my lawn that weekend. Never finished. Back in the days, I carried a pager around when I was on duty. Fortunately, cell phones were in existence, so I had a little mobility. So I could take my three kids to the Shriners Circus in Bangor and still field calls. But my children knew there was a chance we would have to leave if I had to get back to the vet clinic to attend a pet that had got hit by a car. Another problem is that the pager just gave me the number of the person who called. I had no idea who it was or what the problem was until I called. I assumed the pet owner called because their pet needed emergency care. But what I thought was an emergency differed from what the pet owner thought. I would say three out of five calls were actually not emergencies like a puppy throwing up roundworms, or a dog coming back from a walk with a slight limp, or a dog that ate two chocolate chip cookies, or a cat that didn't eat its breakfast. It was irritating getting non-emergency calls when I was in the middle of doing something, like sleeping. Yet I was relieved I didn't have to schlep to the vet clinic. I always treated these non-emergencies with respect because the owner was worried and needed to be peeled off the ceiling. I felt like I helped the owner when they really needed it, emergency or not. I used to get snookered with emergency calls dealing with seizuring dogs. This can be a a real emergency or not. Early in my career, when I got a call for a seizuring dog, which, by the way, was usually in the middle of the night, I would have the owner rush the pet down to the clinic. More times than not, instead of helping the owner carrying in the seizuring animal, I'd watch the owner walk the dog into the clinic, happy, wagging his tail, completely normal, enjoying the extra attention he was getting. No emergency care was needed. After that happened a number of times, and I won't tell you how long it took me to figure this out, I decided to tell the owner on the phone that I'll call back in 10 minutes. In the meantime, I suggested to clear the area and keep the pet from hurting itself. More times than not, when I called back, the dog was fine and advised them to bring the animal in the next morning for blood work. If the dog was still seizuring, then I would see him. That saved many late night trips. Nine times out of ten when I called the owner that had an emergency, the conversation was pretty normal, albeit tense. Once in a while, usually during the full moon, no lie, I would have very strange phone calls. Sometimes I couldn't understand what they were saying because they were inebriated. Other times, they would be hysterically screaming over the phone. One of my favorite annoying calls was when I would be talking to a member of the family trying to get an idea of what was going on, and that person would constantly repeat my question to another person in the room. Then I could hear that person yelling the answer, and the person on the phone repeated it back to me. 
usually I got fed up with the game of telephone and asked for the guy yelling in the background to come to the phone. Typically, it was a man that was yelling in the background. I felt like I was part of a parlor game. Once in a while, a child would answer the phone and not have a clue as to what I was talking about. Since I was covering a neighboring town and other vets in the area didn't have coverage, I would get calls as far south as Machias down to Camden. Obviously, they were not my clients, not Searsport clients either. At first, I would see anyone. I soon learned people that weren't our clients didn't pay at the time of service. I heard of a lot of, just mail me the bill, doc, and never see them or the money again. After getting stung more times than I cared to admit, I began reminding people they had to pay at the time of service. People used to hang up on me or get angry and self-righteous and even accuse me of not loving animals. I never had to do that with my own clients. Real emergencies were always stressful. I never called in any of my technicians. I always worked alone and at times had the owner assist. One time, an elderly man was helping me restrain his big Weimariner with quills while I was putting the dog under anesthesia. In the middle of inducing the dog, the owner let go of the dog, grabbed his chest, collapsed against the wall where we were kneeling. So now I have a half-awake, unrestrained dog with a mouthful of quills. I'm holding its leg with a syringe and the client possibly having a heart attack. For a few seconds, time froze. There was nothing I could do other than finish anesthetizing the dog. Fortunately, my client just had a mild angina attack, and I was able to inject the rest of the anesthesia solution and pull the quills. Nowadays, emergency clinics have taken over a huge part of emergency calls. When my colleagues and I in the Bangor area set up an emergency clinic, we all breathed a sigh of relief each night when we closed the hospital doors to go home. This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds on WERU. Thank you for listening. Remember, enjoy your pet and don't forget to give them a hug.